Welcome back to Divorce Healthy. We're so excited that you guys are back with us and we have another special guest today. But before we get to her, I'm going to just go into a couple of things that I want you guys to take away from the podcast today. And those things are just going to be little highlights for you. One, I want you to know that I believe in you. Whatever it is that you're thinking that you want to try to achieve, or if you're feeling any doubts about what your goals are, or if you're feeling like you're in a box right now and you can't get out, I want you to know that there are multiple ways for you to get out of that box. And yes, you absolutely can accomplish your goals. And I believe in you 100%. You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And we just want you to remember that it is always possible for you to get there. You just have to keep moving forward. That's a huge, huge, huge part of life. And it's so easy to feel like you're trapped, especially with Corona and all the different things that are going on today. But there are so many ways to get out of the box. And there are so many different types of resources that you can reach out to, including podcasts and books friends. Do note that the friends that you're asking for advice have the character that you want them to have to be able to give you the advice that you are going to be receiving. But one of the resources that we're going to be getting into today is with our guest, Gabrielle. Gabrielle wrote Better Apart, which was actually endorsed by Gwyneth Paltrow, so pretty amazing. And she's going to tell you about some of the resources that she's developed in her practice as well. And then we're just going to kind of chat with you guys about this wonderful world of divorce and post-divorce and the best way to navigate that divorce healthy, which is really what the goal is. If you're going to go through this and have to go through this level of a transition and this big of a deal, then we want to make sure that on the other side that it's going to be worth it and that you are actually able to get to a happy place. And that's not a myth. It is possible. So Welcome, welcome. Tell us about Better Apart and about your tips for being able to divorce healthy. First of all, thank you so much for that nice welcome. And I love your podcast and everything that you're doing. It's so amazing. I've Thanks been so a, much. Oh, no, I absolutely. I've been a divorce mediator and lawyer working in and around New York City and Massachusetts for 25 years. And What I know from my personal experience with divorce and also from working in the court system is that if you're not really careful, you can become anything but healthy. And so divorce healthy is like the best way forward. So I created this method to get to help lift people up through the divorce process so that they can actually feel better and use their divorce as an opportunity to move forward. I know that like might sound crazy, although for your listeners, maybe that's just what they're used to hearing about. (laughs) So there's like five keys in how you can do it. And they're all about you. And they're just meant as checkpoints for you to look at yourself, look at how you're interacting with yourself. Most importantly, what messages are you giving yourself? And what messages are you sending out in the world? Because what we send out comes back at us, right? And so it's looking at your life through patience, how patient are you? How patient <laughs> are you with your ex, with your kids? With the, I mean, I'm not patient, you know, but there's practices to become more patient. A lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with taking a step back, right? And to move 20, forward. 20,000 foot view. Exactly. Patience, respect, all about self-respect, you know, spending more time with the people and circumstances that lift you up and shelving those relationships that are not serving you. doesn't mean you have to excise people from your life, but take a break, put them on pause. I love that whole concept of 
pausing a conversation, you can do that in real life, not just on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> right? So we have patience, respect, peace. Peace is not about fluffy rainbows. I mean, fluffy clouds and rainbows and sparkly unicorns. It's about getting to a point of neutrality, like equanimity, so you can feel good enough, you know, noticing the neutral and moving forward from neutrality. Clarity, which is, for me, like the most fun part of the whole process is stepping away from that blame and leaning into your ability to be an active visualizer, an activator, to like create your vision for your future. Get clear on what matters, what doesn't matter, what your interests are versus your positions and move yourself forward. And then of course there's forgiveness. And it's really about forgiving yourself. Doesn't mean you have to forgive the person who did something not kind to you, but you're going to have a better chance of feeling good day by day and being enveloped in the sense of like being emotionally free. When you even do forgive the person for having the limitations they have, being so selfish, I mean, you literally can just say, make the statement to yourself, like, I forgive myself for being angry and I forgive you for being such a selfish jerk. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're forgiving them for mistreating you. It's not like you're forgiving the betrayal, but you're forgiving people for all their limitations. And, you know, we all have limitations. Agreed. I know like to say we're each perfect and in certain ways we are, but in many ways we all have lots and lots of flaws. And, you know, we tend to pick partners whose flaws sometimes interact just as negatively as possible with ours. And that's where the kaboom happens and the relationship dismantles. So I know you do so much work. The kaboom, (laughs) right? Yes, we both, you know, and we have similar paths. And I think that we echo each other's message so much, which is amazing because So many people are saying the same thing right now. Divorce litigation is not good. Having a conversation, looking at yourself, man in the mirror moments, conscious uncoupling, being able to collaborate and understand that you are going to have grandchildren together eventually. You're still going to be dealing with each other if you have children. You know, they're just things that you're not going to be able to avoid in the future if you do have children. And how do you do that appropriately? But then even more than that, which is, you know, how did you get here? And if you're here, standing here right now in this place, how are you going to move forward in this next phase of your life, which is what this is, another phase. And I think those things that you point out, the five pieces of Better Apart, it's just, it's incredible. So those things are the most perfect aspect with the respect, with clarity, with perspective. You know, we talk about perspective all the time here. And I was just on the Healing Podcast and oh, she asked, I, I saw I that. Her. She's so her. great. She's, so, She's great. so great. And, you know, again, so many of us and women supporting women and all of us in this realm that we're in trying to get this message out by being bigger together with all of our voices together. Right. And I think it's amazing. I do too. But, you know, she asked me, what is your definition of healing? And I was like, perspective, 100%. It's perspective. And I think that's so great that you also you know, you kind of capsulate it all together in these five things and it's so digestible. So I would recommend that you do read the book Better Apart. I do think that it's going to be an amazing read, but I want us to just kind of delve into those five pieces a little bit more. Most people, you know, they think, okay, well, divorcing healthy is really, you know, I'm so glad you were able to do it, but that's really just not going to happen. My, wait till you hear my story, you know? Right, 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 right. Everybody, I mean, I hate to say this, I say this sometimes to my clients, like, 
you know, we're all a bit generic, right? Like we repeat things that one another does as, you know, I've been doing divorce for a really, really long time. And typically when I consult with people, you know, they first think like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait till you hear what I have to say. And I'm already thinking like, I know where this is going, right? And like, right. And you're laughing because I know you have the same experience. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, Your lawyer's job is to extricate your financial entanglements and manage your kids. And like, that's it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, but if you're going to really break it down, and I think, you know, both of us view it as more than that Mm -hmm. in a certain way to help shepherd people in a positive way. I just wanted to add, and we can go back to the conversation. If anyone is not like a reader and doesn't want to do a book on tape or wants more, if you go to GabrielleHartley.com, I have a downloadable program that gives you the main key. It's, it's inexpensive and it comes with like a free little session with me. So it's, it's just an inexpensive way to sort of get this work. And it takes you through the five different elements in 13 modules. And each one comes with a, I hate to call it homework because that sounds so negative, but a worksheet and exercise for you to go deeper into each of the five elements and figure out you know, well, maybe you're really good at forgiveness, but you're so impatient. Or maybe what you're really suffering from is, is a lack of respect that you never really had the opportunity to develop when you were, you know, before married. And that's why you married this person. I mean, it's, it's a whole inquiry. And so I just want to put it out there. And you can put that in your show notes or whatever, gabriellehartley.com. I do have this, this accessible pool for people who want to, you know, further expand their toolkit to move forward. That sounds great. So uh, we were talking about the five elements and those things being so important and kind of having that deeper view. And so, and you were, you had mentioned that, you know, we were talking about clients feeling like this is, their story is so much different than everyone else's story. I'm really appreciative of your module. I think that that's a great resource, but let's dive into, you know, so they're thinking, you know, my story is different than everyone else's. So then they kind of turn their listening ears off and don't necessarily hear the message as well. This message that we're all trying to get across is not an easy message to get across. That's why we're all trying so hard to do it and why the system <laughs> is so broken is because people aren't listening. So if we think about that and talk about that, you know, we hear all the time the same stories. Um, they, of course, tell us in the beginning that their story is completely different than everyone else's. And while we want to be incredibly empathetic that, yes, this is hard, this is one of the hardest things that you will do is to go through this and to actually be able to achieve coming out on the other side healthy, that is incredibly difficult. It's a big undertaking. However, it's not impossible. And it's not for completely worth it because when you come out on the other side, you are better on the other side. And so, which would be, you know, the title of your book, which I think is great. But again, this is not something that people hear us and they think it can apply oh, to them. Right, right. And so talk about how you feel like we can approach that because that's such a big yeah. thing, you know, that we all deal with. Yeah. And it's actually very interesting. One of the reasons that I was inspired to write Better Apart was because there's a lot of people, I had a lot of clients who were in intractable litigation. They just, they were married to people who would not negotiate, would not mediate. I used to litigate. I don't anymore. But when I was working with people one-on-one, I was able to show them how to get through the litigation and not let it ruin your whole life, not let it rob you of five or 10 years or more of your feeling good. And so- Because that's the norm if you're in litigation. That is, that is the norm. Mm -hmm. And, And even after the litigation settles- Way after. Yeah, exactly. Because you have, so there's so much trauma, what you go through 
you have to be in it to understand how horrible and toxic it is for you and for your family, not to mention that you're going to lose time at work and that you're going to spend crap tons of money. It's just the trauma that you're going to bring on yourself and your family in most cases is so unbelievably damaging. And so I created this method to really go into every nuance that I could possibly think about that people have to deal with and show actually through illustrations on how to get through it. Like, how do you go to like drop off at school? I know it's a bad example right now because nobody's dropping their kids off, but you know, hopefully we're going back to school one day. Maybe. And, you know, you show up and your ex-husband is also in the drop-off line with his new girlfriend picking up her kid or whatever it is. Like, how do you navigate that? How do you navigate threats from your spouse? Not violence necessarily, although it could be, but how do you, you know, I'm going to turn off your credit card. You know, what do you do? How do you control yourself and your own systemic so that you can exactly turn your reaction into response, Mm -hmm. right? How do you slow your system? And so that's really what it's about. And how do you still continue to feel good? So I have a whole method, which I'm sure you're aware of, you know, it's a lot of breathing. It's a lot of affirmations. It's a lot of examples. It's knowing that you're not alone, like the knowing. And I mean that on a high level, right? Like the internal awareness of our collective humanness. Yes. That sounds like, woo-woo, but you know what I mean by that? I think that that's beautiful. So I think that's the exact response to the question or to the statement of, well, but wait till you hear my situation or what's happened to me or what I'm going through or who I married, you know, and I think that that's it. That's what we're trying to say. All of us that are in this sphere are trying to say, we know that it feels like the absolute worst case scenario and that you're the outlier, but you're not the outlier. It's a broken system. And by the way, relationships, are hard. Very difficult. (laughs) I just want to circle back for a second about the choir that you started to talk to about your friends. You know, Mm -hmm. I know I have had many, many clients who come in and they have a best friend who may be wonderful, but who went through a divorce that was either much worse or maybe better, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on who they were married to. And they start, they don't have the perspective that you and I would have as divorce professionals to know, oh, well, it's not the same because, you know what I mean? Like after a while, it's like, you can get your 10,000 hours, you can sort of figure it out. Be really careful if you're getting divorced and your best friend has to hire a private investigator. It doesn't mean you need a private investigator. Mm -hmm. By the way, nobody needs a private investigator, but I mean, for divorces, I'm not saying that private investigators don't have their role, but like in a divorce, it might make a really interesting trial. It might make the lawyers a crap ton of money. But in most places, it's not going to actually be outcome determinative in your case, neither financially nor actually vis-a-vis the children. And so my litmus test for that, and I'm so glad you touched on that because I think there's a great litmus test and I want everyone to hear this litmus test right now, I want to hear which it. is that the behavior that you're thinking about seeking, like say your attorney says, you know what, we need a private investigator first. Check the character of the attorney that you have to make sure that that character matches your character or the character you're trying to have on the other side. That's one. But two, would you feel comfortable with your children knowing about the behavior that you're undertaking and also modeling it in their own relationship? And so I want everyone to know that One, most of our adult children are going to go and read your pleadings, if you have them, when they do get of age, and those are becoming more and more and more online. 
And so they're going to find out about what you're doing. And so when your child's 20 and they come back and they're like, so dad told me you hired a private investigator and followed his every move. Can you talk to me about that? Or, you know, I just pulled the divorce pleading and I read the reports and the text messages that you wrote and that dad wrote or that mom wrote and you wrote. And can you explain those to me? You know, like, how do you feel about that? Also, if your child is getting divorced and or is going through a complicated relationship, is your first advice for them to go hire a private investigator and, you know, build a case and then try to address conflict that way? You know, we want to model conflict. And the way we can kind of know if what we're doing is okay is, Would you want someone who was an outsider looking in on the behavior that you're doing later, especially like your own child, to come back and be able to and be able to have that conversation with them and say, yes, the reason that I did that is because this and this and this and feel very good about it. Generally, that's not going to happen. I want to add one thing because I think you're you're making really, really awesome points. And I was actually looking at it even from another angle, which is that your kids, whether they're little children or adult children, they deserve especially the younger children, they deserve to have their childhoods, right? Yes. They deserve to have their story. Your older children deserve to have their story too. Like they don't need to know your adult stuff. And little Mm -mm. kids, especially, you don't want to dump that on that. I can remember when my parents divorced, I was nine and my brother was six. And I asked my mom why they were getting divorced. And she said to me, dad and I have grown up problems and you're a child and you need to worry about being a kid, and we need to worry about our problems. Which is exactly what I tell my clients to say all the time, and I'm sure you do too. That's beautiful. And I've heard therapists who, the thing is, if you're in the profession as a divorce lawyer or you're a therapist, and you've yourself been hurt and you haven't moved past it, just catch yourself if you're, if you're not doing that or what you're telling other, what your clients to do, because I've seen some really intelligent, well-meaning professionals give advice that I think is quite damaging to children. And I think that in our role, we really want, when I say we, I mean, if you go onto any social media and you find the divorce lawyers and other divorce professionals who are out there talking about divorcing healthy, we really feel a great responsibility to use our power well. Like I Mm -hmm. said, I have three sons, right? And they're all like quite intense and wild and I always, you know, when they were young, I'd say, you have a lot of power, you know, and you can use it for good or evil, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that the more we talk about this and the more we can help to make it a norm, yes. the more our clients are going to be open to it. That's why I've started, like, my whole practice is now just online mediation. And that doesn't mean you should just give up, give in, and just capitulate and do whatever. It's, you know, I have my mediated clients, I encourage everyone to go get a local lawyer, find out their rights, but we don't need to make this into scorched earth approach leaves everybody burned. Exactly. And like, I mean, there's not much more to say about that. Mm-hmm. You know, The contrast between the two of us is so amazing because we're both trying to do the same thing, but we come from different spheres. So right. your parents did it great. Like that was great. And obviously they weren't perfect. And I'm sure your childhood wasn't perfect, but they really perfect. tried, you know, perfect, right? Just brush they, my shoulders off. It's been perfect. They, they were kind of like that. And I actually thought my parents were not perfect until I worked and segue into what you experienced. 
my parents were like these braggy, you know, in the eighties, they had shared custody of my brother and me, like nobody wow. did shit. Right. And like, we were like the weird family. I changed houses. We did parties together. And it's not that my mom wasn't like, my dad was like, I mean, that would be a whole other podcast. Yeah. But uh, everybody say, has their stuff, but they were they able to compartmentalize their- and focus on your childhood. Exactly. And it wasn't until I worked for the court in New York where I resolved about a thousand trial ready, meaning like hotly contested with the, you know, the best, brightest, most aggressive litigators in New York City that I realized what a gift my parents had given me. And that's when I started to feel a responsibility to like really let other people know that they can do it that way. And it sounds like you came from you were the product of one of those families where it didn't go so peaches and creamy. Not peaches and cream. And you know what? I Out of that brokenness, I'm able to do all of this. And I have this very hot fire passion that I get to live off of. And I've achieved, you know, really changing a lot of my clients' lives, which is amazing. That feels overwhelmingly amazing. And having that wonderful gift is also great. So I did come from the other side of it. And I think that the amazing thing about the message of Divorce Healthy from All of Us is that you and I can stand side by side and say, and you can say, you know, I saw what it was like that they did good. And then when I got in the system, because I'm an attorney and a mediator, I saw all the little pieces that are broken that my parents avoided. And when I got there, I said, I saw all the little pieces that broke my childhood. And I was like, no, no, no. And you were like, no, no, no. We're going to do this better. Like my parents like brought us to a therapist. And I was like, when I was like nine, right? I mean, they were so ahead of their time, right? So who is mom and dad? Do they get a shout out right now? Can I give them a shout out? What are their names? They need a shout out. Ruth and Peter. Ruth (laughs) and Peter. You know what? In the 80s, when it, it was, if you look at the graph in my book, you can see that the trajectory was not good. And you guys powered through and you created this beautiful human here. And now she's spreading the message even more. So Ruth and Peter get a shout out right now. That's what they get. (laughs) Well, I have to give you a shout out because I have met very few people who were raised the way that you were raised, who have the inner strength, fortitude, and sunshine that carries you to transcend what you know. Because, you know, it's easy to know what you know and to share what we know. Like, that's really what I was doing. I'm sharing what I know. It's just that I know it because I actually lived it. So, you know, people have said to me like, oh, well, you haven't been divorced. You know, I've been on, you know, a lot of, and I say, well, I changed houses every day for 10 years and I shared rooms with lots. I mean, I've been divorced, not from one perspective, but from the other. And I can say that like, you can navigate forward well, even when it's so hard and even when it hurts. And and you're going to have days where you may do things that you're not particularly proud of, but in the whole scheme of things, when we take the, what did you call it? 20,000 foot view? Yes. 200, right? When we take that view, it's okay. It's like if you're on a diet and then like one day you have like two pieces of chocolate cake, you're like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to keep eating. Like, <laughs> you don't need, right? It's like, you don't need to do that. You can just take that step back and keep moving forward. And I was going to say like, about my parents taking us to a therapist, I wouldn't talk. I was like, this is your divorce, not my divorce. Like I was like, really? And it's not until I actually worked in the court system that 
I recognized how amazing my parents really were. And, you know, if you're right now with a lawyer who's encouraging you to fight, just with a little asterisk, I think Ashley will weigh in. Sometimes that is necessary, but very seldom. Very seldom. Sometimes, But sometimes if you truly have a narcissist, because today everyone thinks they're married to a narcissist, you're not all married to narcissists. You might be married to <laughs> selfish people. You might be married to people who you don't like all that much, but like they're not, I mean, narcissism is a clinical term. And if your partner isn't an actual narcissist, you can reach an agreement. You can. Absolutely. I mean, 98% of cases settle eventually. I mean, even, you know, litigation, the buildup is just as destructive as the actual hearing. And the amazing thing is all these cases mostly settle. I mean, there's so much buildup and so much animosity for you to settle for almost the exact same thing that you were offered the first time around. 100%. And, 100%. And you think you're going to be the outlier that's going to get this slam dunk and the majority of cases do not. And the risk that you're undertaking, that you're inflicting on your children in order to try to get that tiny percentage of maybe this incredible vendetta, which isn't going to actually make you feel good inside. Yeah, exactly. You're playing like the worst case of Russian roulette. And it's like, but it seems so because you're being told a lot of times by your attorney or by your friends, oh no, you're going to get him or you're going to get her, you know? And it's, who are you getting? You're getting the kids because I can tell you I was that kid. And I really appreciate you giving me the shout out because it's a lot of work to go from, I mean, my parents had a bad divorce. I am divorced, but we did use collaborative. And so that was, you know, one of my like, okay, piecing it back together, you know, pieces. And, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to come to this space and be present right here and tell you, I hundred percent believe that you can do it too, because I had a lot of those man in the mirror moments, which you're describing with your book, your five steps, you know, that's a lot of man in the mirror, like woman in the mirror, getting real intimate with who you are and where you came from and why you are the way that you are. And who you want to be and what exactly. is your narrative and what pieces, I mean, this is the thing about my, my program, the better part masterclass. It's like the main question is, who are you? Where are you now? Where do you want to be? Because we all have these stories inside our heads. Everyone. Like I always, you know, I'm pretty open about my life because I realize everyone's like a little crazy. So yes. <laughs> my crazy shows up, I don't really care. Yeah. So like, right. So when you notice the messages you're feeding yourself, right? If you like them, great. Keep going. But like, if there are some negative messages that you're telling yourself, you know, you can change them. They're not true necessarily. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and better that you think a little higher of yourself than lower, you yes. know, like, and sometimes we have narratives that are negative because of how we grew up. Some of it's just our wiring, but it's really moving forward is really a day by day, moment by moment practice. And, and, you know, when I used to work for the judge, I used to say to people who are sitting in front of me, you know, there's no pot of gold at the end of this rainbow, you know, and I was like just 30 years old. And I really, I had like 30 cases a day. It was like, it was so intense, but it gave me, I'm so grateful for it now, so many years later. At, at the time, it was an incredibly high impact <laughs> job. It was very hard, but I, I really settled so many cases just by really radically listening and validating in the room and breaking it down and getting people to the aha moment. And, you know, sometimes letting things go 
when you reach that point of equanimity, when you're like, eh, I can live with this. Like that's, you yeah. know, I used to tell people like, you're, you're, you shouldn't feel like you won. You should feel like, all right. <laughs> yes. I can, right? I can, I can survive this. Yes. Like I, I accept this. this. This is fine. Exactly. And I think, you know, one thing that I want to highlight too, is that you come from a place where you were able to have something modeled for you. I come from a place of brokenness, but we still saw the same problem. So just to kind of reflect off of your five points, we had a perspective that was different. It was further off. You know, we were sitting in our law school classrooms or we were sitting in the court, but we were hovering above it like something's not good here. And then we had respect for ourselves because I decided I'm not going to sleep at night doing that. I'm not laying my head down on the pillow with that. There ain't no way that I'm spending the rest of my life feeling horrible about what I have done to children, knowing exactly how it felt myself. There's no way. I have way more respect for myself. And no matter how many men and women patted me on my head to be like, you're so cute with your collaborative. I was like, you watch me because I know, and I have respect for myself. And I know that this is right. This is right. What we're doing. And what you said before a minute ago about, you know, you may win and get the windfall. You may get the windfall, but like, what is the win? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And yeah, I just wanted to say that, like, even if you win, sometimes you really lost. Like if you, if you got that down and dirty, is that the you you want to look back? I mean, maybe that's the you you want to look back on, but I don't think you're tuning into this podcast if that's the you. And I had, I'm older, obviously, than you are. And when I was in law school, they didn't have an alternative dispute resolution section. There wasn't, there just wasn't any of this stuff. And I kept asking for it and pleading for it. And I had the exact same experience when I wanted to do collaborative. You know, I got the experience of like, oh, Gab, that's not going anywhere. Or mm-hmm. I wanted to do mediation and like, med- you know, I mean, there are obviously problems with with poorly drafted agreements resulting from a, a good mediation. So, right. you know, the agreement has to be well drafted, but that's where your lawyer can come in. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Agreed. And all of those things you can fix, like you can come back to the table together and talk about it down the road, or you can just have enough perspective yourself to kind of see and understand. And hopefully you can start to have those conversations with that person yourself. That doesn't have to be your goal though. If that makes you uncomfortable, that's fine. Just what is your goal? Let's talk about it right now. Pick what your goal is. What does your exact life look like in infinite detail in five years? You know, describe it, write it down. You know, are you on the beach with your kids? And, you know, is it a family vacation that you haven't had in 10 years? And did you plan it? And, you know, what are you doing as your profession while you're on vacation at the beach? Are you, you know, on a vacation or did you start your own business and you have your control of your own schedule? You know, what does your house look like that you're living in? Go ahead and plan it out in infinite detail because that's how your brain will get you there. That's That's what I've been doing. Exactly. The clarity. clarity. And I've done that clarity, those clarity exercises. I've done them since I'm a teenager and it's weird, but they really work. They like they're amazing. Really, they're amazing. I sometimes think I got to dream bigger <laughs> because like, it's unbelievable. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but this house, let's see if it'll come in is my beach house. There it is. Oh, and nice. it is, I put this on my dream board in October and I purchased this house in February. And when I put it on my dream board, It was not in a realm of what I thought I was going to be doing within like six months. But even down to details like that, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, look at my beach house. 
because I came from absolutely raising myself and nothing. And I have made every single one of these steps all by myself with zero handouts because I kept thinking, where am I going next? Where am I going next? Where am I going next? I always say I'm like Alexander Hamilton. No, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Just you wait. (laughs) Just you wait. Oh my God. I'm exactly, (laughs) that's my mantra, right? Like, yes. When I wanted to have a third child, I had a, like a little dream mantle almost with all these pictures of people with third kids. Now he's bigger, but there's the kid that I just decided I was having. Oh my goodness. Anyway, it's a long story, but but these, it just worked out really quickly. And similarly, when I wanted to get married, I was a bridesmaid 15 times. You, the movie. They made a movie after you. Like 20 dresses. dresses. Yeah. yeah, I saw it on opening night. Yeah, so believe me, I did. I even had comical. Please. It was like, it was almost comical at the time. But I, I decided to make a list of the qualities I wanted in a husband. And I did too. I got, and I got so detailed. And I did it like a mantra, like every day. Mm-hmm. And now... In to be totally honest, I left a couple of qualities off, (laughs) (laughs) but I got every single thing I wanted. So, you know, he's a good man. And it's just, it it was within three months. And people would think that we're talking about hocus pocus right now, listening to this conversation, but it is so true. Like I did the same thing with Keith and I did it. I didn't like make my list initially. I did it by trial and error a lot through that year of separation, you know, and I was like a lot of man in the mirror moments. You know, and through all of that, I was like, okay, this is very important to me. 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 And he, I mean, I could not, I am so blessed with him and the, you know, the, just the feeling that I get about feeling like I'm able to correct so many more wrongs, you know, because I'm recently engaged. Thank you. He did an amazing job. He really did. And, and he like put turquoise in it because we met on the beach. Like he's such a feeling type person, which was one of the things that I wanted. And he's so aware and he's so bought into the mission and trying to help people. And, and it's just like, you can have it, but the first person you have to convince is you. You. Because, you, you, you. Yes. You, that is my whole book. My, the whole just do the masterclass, like just do it. Like it's so going to get you kickstarted practices on patience. Clarity is the vision work. I mean, it's just, it's all about you and you're not alone. That's the other thing. Like just remember you are not alone. You feel so alone when you're getting divorced. It's so depressing. It's so much shame. It is just like deadening and you feel like there's like a maelstrom, like a tornado is not like, like it's, it's too much. And you question everything about yourself and everything you've ever done. And that's so normal. I did it too. Like it's, you know, it's, but it's good. That's good. You know, sometimes things need to burn down to the ashes to rebirth. It happens in nature all the time. Exactly. And you can be a Phoenix. I'm a Phoenix. Like it's, and that's, and to carry that and be like, I went through this and then I got here. You're like, I can do this. The first time you do that then you know it's possible, you know? And if you question whether you can, keep reaching out to us because we believe in you and we believe that you can do this. And your kids are going to be okay. If you're okay, your kids are going to be okay. I can remember my mom saying to me, walking to school, I asked her recently if she remembers. She doesn't even remember this, but it made an indelible imprint on my brain. She, she was walking me. We lived in Brooklyn. And she said, so the first 18 months are going to be hard, but it's going to get easier. And I remember thinking like, 18 months of what? Like, I didn't even know what the hell she was talking about. Like, I knew they were divorced, but like, and I knew I had to change. It just, 
kids are just busy being kids. I also found, and you, you can see it on my Instagram, I took a picture. I found this Hello Kitty. Do you know Hello Kitty? A diary I had when I was little. And my parents split actually 10 days before my ninth birthday. And there's a diary entry from that week. And it says, you know, I know. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So it's like, dear diary, in 10 days, I will be nine. And I'm so upset because this is my last nine-digit birthday. <laughs> like, You're so fine. That's and amazing. Like, and then it's like, and then I write thoughts. And it's like, presents, fun. Fa- I mean, maybe that's a very simple child. <laughs> but like, the point is. That's, oh my gosh, that's- our clients' children, if they're in litigation, are just like, you know. They're so not even in that healthy place. And that's so amazing. Like, that is amazing. I know. Ruth and Peter. Ruth and Peter. They get the shout outs. And Ashley. Yay. Ashley Cole. And so, you know, I think that one thing that is incredible is that believing that you can do it yourself is the biggest piece. And your kids, you said your kids are going to be okay you know what? They're going to be, I can promise you this. If you are listening to us right now, you are thinking in your mind, you know, I haven't been doing it great. Maybe today's the day that I'm really going to start to look at myself. I'm going to be thinking about what I can do different. I'm going to start to set my goals. Tell your kids about what you're doing, what your goals are, what you're doing for yourself. Hold yourself accountable. You know, like be excited about doing that because you would want them to do that if they were in conflict. You would want them to think about setting goals, to think about how to get out of the box. Now, they don't need to know exactly what your conflict is, but they're aware that you're in conflict. They probably know, by yes. the way. And you don't have to talk directly to them, but they're watching you. Okay, so this is what they know. They know something has happened between my core source of people who teach me things, and they're now breaking apart. And, you know, they're now modeling for me individually. So now I'm over at mom's getting some modeling. I'm at dad's getting some modeling. In your mind as a parent, you're just feeding them and getting them through and getting them to school and getting through their routine. But in their minds, they're tracking what you're doing. Now they're thinking about themselves a lot. But when they are (laughs) present, they're tracking what you're doing. And they're thinking, okay, these two people are in conflict. And how do you want them to see what to do for the future? Because you're modeling it right now. How do they interact with their employers? How do they interact with the people at school? How are they going to interact with their best friends whenever they have conflict with them? Do you want them to fight or flight? Do you want them to just hire somebody to come in and deal with it all for them so they're left not knowing how to deal with conflict at all? No, you want to look in the mirror and think, okay, what can I do differently? You want to patiently and with perspective and with clarity address what it is that you're thinking about and do it. And if they see you setting goals, And like writing those goals down and achieving things and getting through the conflict and making it happen, then guess what? When they're in college and they're supposed to be a professional athlete, but they break their foot and they can't, they're like, oh yeah, I remember that time when my parents were in conflict and they didn't just shut down and break down and the world was over and change for the worse. They dug deep, built within themselves, set a goal picked a different goal from the goal that they had, which was perfect family unit, not going to happen. New goal is this, picked it and went forward. And now they're like, okay, it's not the end of the world that I broke my foot. That was one goal I had, but now I'm moving to the next goal. This is big picture, people. This This is is life. life. This is, is, by the way, this is like life in the world today. Coronavirus, politics. I mean, how many families aren't speaking to each other? Like if we have, when we cultivate good conflict resolution techniques, in ourselves, it trickles down to our kids and it'll trickle out and wide 
for, I mean, this is a human issue. Yes. And you can really make big change in the world. Yes. Okay, I know that's beyond um, the Divorce Healthy podcast, but it's all true. Not really. It is. The world is the goal. I mean, I said I was going to change divorce in America, but hey, the world sounds even better. So I think that, but it really I is. Same. I thought I was changing it in the world and I'm like, maybe I can do America. <laughs> So I think that it's like so perfect that we're able to think this big because we truly believe that this is going to fix itself. And it will because the pendulum swung too far. We know what the suicide rates are, school shootings, alcohol abuse, and substance abuse. We all know that the pendulum has come up about as far as it can before the damage is just, what will we do? So now it's going to have to swing back down. And that's what's happening. So just realize that and dig into that and believe in it because we can help you do it better. You can be better on the other side and we can help you get there, but you can help you get there. And the first step to believe in you. Yep. Is that you can do it. We believe in you. You believe in you. So I think that's pretty good. You got any closing statements? (laughs) No, it's just been awesome connecting. It's so wonderful to meet the other head. If we put ourselves together. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a lot of big work going on. You guys, we're both chatting about FAIR and the app there and getting involved with a lot of other people who are speaking this same message. So follow along with all of us because it is possible you can divorce healthy. We're going to give you the tools right here on this podcast and with all the other materials that you hear about. So tell them exactly what your places are to be able to find you. Yeah. So GabrielleHartley.com is where you can find all my services. I've got the Better Apart blog weekly. I have incredible positive divorce professionals who are on that. You, I think, were just on it. Or you're just about to be on it, Ashley. So go to GabrielleHartley.com. And otherwise, you can also follow me on Instagram at GabrielleHartleyESQ. So I hope to see you. And if you have any questions at all about the course or about online mediation, just give a shout out and we'll talk. And it's been so amazing getting to chat with you, Ashley. Thank you so much. And of course, guys, you can always find The Cure for Divorce Culture on Amazon. Read that. Get so much materials. That is your bedside manual. It will help you. It's a very short read. You can read it over and over and understand lots of things from attachment theory to how to handle your custody issues. Oh, that sounds like a great companion. Oh, it's it's such a good manual. We should bundle our book. With a little bow on it. And find us at anrlaw.com or at ANR for social. And we're going to be posting positive motivational stuff to keep your head high. You can do it. We believe in you. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.